Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going for you? Going good. Yep. Doing all right. Um, so we will get on to, obviously, the big news here in a minute. I'm sure the immediate thing people want us to talk about is Xbox and micro- uh, Bethesda, or specifically Starfield. Um, those are the first, first things that we've got written down in our notes today, but... Um, Anything you want to talk about in terms of what you've been playing? I've been bouncing between a few games. I stopped playing uh, Forage. Uh, it kind of got annoying because it doesn't have the greatest collision system, collision detection system, because you have to you know, knock everything down to collect resources. So it's kind of an essential part of the game. And after the third time, I destroyed the bridge that I built because a tree was in the way and I thought I was hitting something else i'm just like yeah no i'm done with this game okay. uh i've been bouncing between a bunch of little stuff nothing really catching my eye nothing really worth talking about a couple games that got announced or confirmed or whatever from the showcase today there's stuff that i'm probably going to go back to at some point so we'll just talk about that then okay cool fair enough um yeah so for me i finished uh guardians of the galaxy i've already put my review out there so i'm not going to repeat what i said here because i've already discussed all of that so you can go and listen to that episode if you want to but i moved back onto dying light 2 which i know i said i wasn't actually going to do but um the game did get patched and i was kind of missing it and i was watching some youtube stuff for it and i was like you know what i'll just i'll give this game like one one last chance see if the game breaking ish sort of glitch is still there and see how you know everything else goes um i've now played another i would say four or five hours of it um having an absolute blast i'm having an absolute blast with this game um i'm now into the i'd say the more exciting part of the game basically which is the second half of the game which is when you're in the city and you've got big skyscrapers and in order to help you navigate said skyscrapers you get given a um paraglider which is really really cool so obviously you can literally you can literally just jump off a building press an old square and you'll get that paraglider out and you'll glide to your destination if you can reach the destination that you have in mind uh it takes up stamina which is obviously the interesting challenge but you can of course upgrade your stamina when you find the uh inhibitor containers um i unlocked a um combat skill thing which lets me jump mid combat jump well jump towards an enemy mid combat press l1 twice and i can kick people now i can already do a version of that which is if i'm jumping off a um ledge that's higher than the enemy so like a drop down sort of kick um, I was already able. I think you're able to do that, to do that from the start or very very early in the game. Anyway, basically that version is when you jump off and you hold L1 as you're falling down, and you can do like a dropping sort of fly kick on the person, and you can kick people off of roofs. And now that I've gotten to a higher part in the game, which is where I've got skyscrapers, I can kick most of my enemies off the building, and it's very very fun to do. And I can also do it with zombies. You can do it to a degree with the bigger enemies because you've got like these bigger sort of brute enemies that have like heavy attacks and stuff. You can still kick them and give them a bit of a nudge, but it takes a bit more work. But that's understandable. Um, it would be a bit um, game breaking if I could just fly kick a you know big brute enemy off of a roof and send them flying. Um, 
But uh, no, it's it. I'm having a really good time. Um, story. This, this game isn't. You, you don't play dying. You don't think to yourself, oh, I want to play a really you know deep narrative game. I'm gonna pick Dying Light. <laughs> you don't pick um, Dying Light one or two for that uh, for that reason. And uh, those people that have played the first game who've gone into the second game knew that like okay, there's a couple of characters to maybe take a bit of notice of. Um, no, no, no one sort of like majorly special, but a few kind of noteworthy characters. But the story is basically just like who trusts who, who's got the water supply, you know, that kind of stuff. But there's nothing special. But Dying Light is a game that you play to kick people off of rooftops and to slice people and zombies' heads off. And it's very, very fun. And I'm glad that, um, What's her name? Techland, who's the developers. I'm glad that they went and patched the game. It wasn't just my because I the issue I had before, which was where I would go up to, I would go to an area where there's a door to open with zombies surrounding it, and I would clear the area of enemies. And on the door, it would say, "Can't open door. Please clear enemies." And uh, you know, I would search around for the enemies, clear them, and it wouldn't work. Um, I haven't had the issue since, so I'm I'm pretty sure that was patched out when they did, because they did a big update a few months ago. Um, they added like a whole bunch of other stuff as well, but my main thing I wanted to get sorted out, obviously, was that. Um, there's a very rare occasion where, um, if I run up to a door, like, particularly quickly, it will say, please wait for about two seconds, and then it will still give me the open door uh, prompt, so that's no longer an issue. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's actually... Better than what it even was before. I'm I'm unlocking stuff. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm jumping off of buildings, paragliding across the map. Well, not across the map, but to a certain degree. Um, and apparently, there's a mission because I got kind of curious and I looked up like, okay, can you get a grapple in this game? Because I'm thinking, okay, if I'm doing this like big scale traversal where I'm you know already climbing up buildings and doing all that kind of stuff, can I get a grapple? And apparently, there's a mission later on where you're tasked with climbing some sort of radio tower. And uh, you get given a grapple at that point. So obviously, that would be you know if you if you're um, gliding or paragliding towards a building and you're not quite sure if you're going to make it, I'm guessing you can let go of the paraglider and grapple towards the building in some way, shape, or form. So we'll see how that works out. Um, also, in terms of distance, I've also got a bow and arrow, which is I'm not using it that much, but it's still uh, a good option if I uh, want that. And I've got like 40 arrows or something, so um, very good. Uh, any thoughts on anything I've mentioned there? Uh, no, I mean, I've, I did play the first game, but never played the second, so I don't really know too much about the map or anything, so... Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but no, much better in the second half of the game. Uh, big cities and all that kind of stuff to traverse. It, uh, it's just a lot of fun, really, so that's pretty good. Um... That's pretty much everything I want to mention for what we've been playing. We've got a lot of news to get through today, so uh, let's go to some housekeeping first, very briefly, and then we will jump into some news, which is going to be the bulk of our podcast today. So we'll see you for the housekeeping first, and then the news after. We'll see you in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but... It won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion, we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice that's $3 level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show alright so recently on Entertainment Talk uh, The Boys is still continuing for its third season we're already halfway through the season we're up to season 3 episode 4 so that's been covered this week Um, for some reason on my public side of the feeds it's not coming up on the main Entertainment Talk feed yet that might just be my side of things but uh, it might be showing up for other people if it's not showing up for you let me know and I'll see what I can do about that but of course you can always listen to everything on the website anyway uh, just in case, by the way, some of you are wondering where our discussion will be for The Last of Us news. It's not included here um, because I, of course, have a separate The World of Us, uh, the World of Last of Us podcast. Uh, I did an episode covering all that. It was information on the uh, the trailer for the remake, um, the images we've got for the um, uh, multiplayer game. I forgot what it's called, a factions game. And some discussion about the uh, TV show as well. So I covered all of that. Uh, it's The World of the Last of Us podcast. It's... it's um, for the Last of Us 1 remake and the TV show, I couldn't quite fit everything I wanted to in the title um, about factions and all that because the title can only be so long. But if you want basically the discussion on all of that, you can check out that particular episode. Uh, speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, I went back and did a second sort of review after actually finishing the game fully. And I gave it one of my Don't Skip ratings. It's got some flaws still. Um, but for those people have who have been saying on you know social media about Don't Sleep on this game, I very much generally sort of agree with that especially from character moment point of view and the, the banter between all the guardians it's uh it's a lot of fun it's really really good so um uh, again not one of my must see uh, must play kind of ratings but uh definitely don't skip from me that's for guardians of the galaxy uh last week on gaming talk we talked about the resident evil 4 remake um some news ish about crash bandicoot and we also talked about the horizon um vr game i think it's called call of the uh, Call of the Mountain or something, uh, the VR game that was for obviously Sony's state of play thing that they did. Uh, over on the TV season review side of things, I gave a must-see rating for the first volume of season four for Stranger Things. So the first seven episodes of season four, so you can check that one out. 
Uh, over on the other TV season reviews, I give a must-see rating to the first season of Shining Girls. That looks like it's going to be a mini-series or a limited series with the 10 episodes or the 8 episodes that we got. But very, very good stuff over on Apple TV+. Plus. That's for Shining Girls. Gave that a must-see rating. Uh, Westworld's coming back soon for Season 4. Me and David decided to do a preview podcast. That's for Westworld Season 4. And that is your preview podcast for Westworld Season 4. Um, I did a um, flipped around version of one of my Why You Should Watch podcasts. Uh, basically, I did a different version of that called a Why You Shouldn't Watch episode, and that was talking about Inside Number 9. Uh, essentially, the idea there is taking a look at... Uh, it's a spoiler-free sort of recommendation review, or in this case, to not recommend the show. Talking about the show's qualities or you know that kind of stuff. Talking about who's in it, where you can find it, what it's about, all that sort of thing. But this is flipping the script of that and talking about... Um, a bit of the downfall kind of, of of inside number nine so i talked all about that and that's what we've been doing recently on entertainmenttalk.org you can find us as well on your favorite podcast platform uh all right let's get into some news I think the best way to do this um so you've got like a full recap i think you mentioned i wrote down i i do what i kind of normally do with all these like state of plays or showcases or directs or whatever and just write down the stuff that interests me um because i don't really have opinions on the stuff that i'm just not interested in so um i also wrote down um the games that weren't there that I wanted to see, and one of them I know that we we share in common, which is State of Decay. Uh, but let me go to the top. Um, so what we get, what we what we can do is I'll I'll go through my notes here. We'll discuss sort of one by one what we think of all these things. If, if of course if there's something here that you're not interested in, I'll just talk about it. Then we move on to the next one. Uh, so first things first, everyone's going to want to know about Starfield. Um, I'll go to you first actually with Starfield. What what, what did you make of what was shown of Starfield? Well, I did like that they did show a lot. I mean, obviously, if the game was coming out this year, they probably would show not so much to keep it, uh, mm. um, you know, kind of secret. But we did get a good chunk of it. We saw several planets. Uh, we saw the shipbuilding mechanics. We saw the base building mechanics. Uh, we saw the character creator, which looks very um, expansive. So there's no doubt that this is going to be a giant game in terms of either digital download or probably, honestly, it'll probably come out on a couple of discs. Um, because Cyberpunk came out on two discs mm. with a physical copy, so this is going to be the same. Uh, we got a little bit of story, we got a little bit of factions. Um, so we got everything that I was expecting in terms of we're going to see a lot of this game. So that was pretty cool. Um, I am very interested in this game still um this so this little presentation didn't do anything to uh hinder my interest in it um it's definitely a game that like i like i've said repeatedly before they have to get right i mean after yeah the fallout 76 debacle um yeah. they cannot mess this game up right and after the um, last I, two games that bethesda came out and people don't talk about anymore <laughs> yeah for, for that thing as well 
Um, because I, um, I, I think in terms of Bethesda's recent releases, Doom Eternal is the only one where people have been like, no, this is really good. Like the other ones have either been bad or people aren't talking about them anymore. So yeah, yeah they just kind of went off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I'm very much a first person shooter person. I am very um critical of how things look in first person shooting um my biggest because i've got something i really do like about this starfield presentation and something i wasn't impressed with at all i was not impressed with the first person shooting at all in this game and what was kind of like again it's different when because with first person shooters right different people have got their different ways of playing them like in terms of your, your particular type of play style and what your pistol, shotgun, assault rifle, what, what are you going to be kind of using? Um, and they started off, they started doing some hip fire shooting first of all. I was like, okay, that looks a bit just kind of, it didn't look very kind of next gen when, when they started doing the hip firing. And then they showed a few montages of hip firing. And I'm like, please aim down your sight so I can see what that looks like. Because um, obviously those are two kind of different things. And there was a, I, I think there was about a brief three second little clip of one of the of the player aiming down sights with this like um interesting kind of looking gun i suppose uh that that was the thing i was least impressed by but being a first person shooter guy i'm very very kind of hypercritical of you know how does the gun look when it's shooting what do the bullets kind of look like how are your enemies you know what's the animation of your enemies where you you know if you if you're shooting them in different body parts does it make like an effect like if you're shooting an enemy in the leg are they gonna like show leg specific damage or if you're shooting them usually with most games if you're pulling off a headshot you'll it'll be pretty noticeable um but that that was something i i thought looked quite poor actually that the first person shooting um interestingly graphically because i i did try to because i i looked at this and thought okay everyone's gonna go wild over the graphics with this and obviously that's not my thing but it was something i was kind of looking at a bit when they showed some of the cutscene ish sort of stuff like when they were cutting between different things i thought it looked okay um character models looked all right i don't think the general sort of actually you know they started off and and the, the player was like walking out the ship and then just took this little stroll down the hill and started shooting graphically i don't think that looked that great again that's not my kind of thing but i was but because i knew people would be like oh my god stuff will look how good the the rocks look and that sort of stuff i thought okay i'll actually you know I'll, I'll try and like engage with that a bit and and sort of look at that and maybe it's my tv maybe it's youtube you know youtube does compress things and whatnot um but the, the funny thing is with that if i'm mentioning graphics like starfield's supposed to be this like proper big ambitious you know xbox series x next gen thing I thought the graphics on the Forza game looked better, like the water on that looked better. Again, that's not something I specifically care about, but I was trying to engage with that a bit more to see, like, okay, if this is something that people are going to rave and rant about, like, what, how good does this actually kind of look? Um, other than that, the thing I am interested in, I am genuinely interested to see, like, okay, sure, I could apparently build my ship, what, from scratch? I can kind of, like, choose what it looks like and, you know, is it going to shoot well or be fast or whatever? And then the idea to me, and you can kind of do this in the old Ratchet and Clank games to a degree. Um, I think you can do it well in Rift Apart. You're jumping between dimensions anyway. But the idea to me of like, hey, you've just got done exploring this planet or doing a story mission or doing whatever you're doing. And okay, 
the act of like walking up to my ship in first or third person, whatever. The act of walking up to my ship, opening it so the stairs are coming out or whatever. Walk into my ship, you know, sit in the sit in the pilot seat, take off and literally fly to another planet, land there with no cuts, no loading screens, like a full a full journey. Not not a sort of like hey, click on the planet and then my ship zooms off somewhere and then it cuts to the next planet. I'm talking about a full kind of like you do the whole thing yourself um like you fly towards the planet and then you pick somewhere to load and whatever uh, a tip to land rather um that does quite interest me i'm interested to see and again this game is supposed to be like very kind of you know big and ambitious and stuff so i i, I would think i could probably do that and it looked like that was what they were trying to demonstrate um mm-hmm. there, there, there was little sections of like you you browse the planet and kind of like okay i can land here um but I want I want to do a full kind of like completely manual walk up to my ship, get in it, get in the pilot seat, take off, fly out into the, into space, fly towards another planet, and then completely like fly towards it and then manually land. I want I want to be able to do the whole thing myself. If, if there's options for like oh can I quickly fast travel to this planet? That's fine. Um, that should also be an option if you want to just do things a bit quicker. Um, what do you think of kind of the ship stuff and the, and like the first person shooting that I mentioned there? Yeah, the first person shooting, um, that's not all that unexpected because um, Bethesda doesn't really make those games per se. Mm. Um, plus, it is an RPG, so it's not going to be like very super realistic in the sense that uh, you know you shoot your gun, it's pretty much going to do the same thing regardless. But now you can like up the damage with skills and whatnot. Mm. Um, I do I do agree with you with the looking down sights. That was really weird that they didn't show that. Um, the shipbuilding is really cool because yeah. you're going to get a, immediately going to get clones of pretty much every um, fantasy sci-fi ship out there at some point very, mm. very quickly with instructions on how to build, build the Millennium Falcon or build the yeah. Serenity or build whatever. Um Hmm. That'll that'll get really really quick. Um, so after that, I was watching it uh, from the live stream, okay. and visually, yeah, you you were probably getting some compression because um, it looked really good. It didn't look the Forza good, um, but Forza they they take that engine and they crank that up to eleven. Um, plus, you got to remember they completely scrapped the old engine they were working with uh, when Microsoft bought them, right? To use the engine that which they're they using needed, now, which so. they needed to do, so which they desperately needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's no way you're making Starfield on that old engine. <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. fact, and I've brought this up several times, but I'm going to keep nailing them for it. The fact that they copy pasted animation from Skyrim to use in Fallout 76. Yeah, that's disgusting. Um, that just tells you how stuck in their ways they are. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but. Yeah, because I'm curious to see, like, okay, what does it look like when I'm using different iron sights, or not different iron sights, different red dot sights, or, you know, this is a futuristic sci-fi game, what type of gun sights can I use? Um, and the, 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 one, what, the one main thing I look for, when I'm watching any first-person shooter game, like gameplays reveal for a first time, I'm looking for a gun to have a bit of oomph to it. And the, the oomph wasn't sort of there for me. Again, I know that's my kind of particular thing but uh I, I i didn't i didn't sort of get any of that because he started shooting and i was like oh okay that looks like 
not terrible, like not Battlefield. It's it's not a Battlefield twenty forty two, but that w- that would be a challenge in of itself. Um, cause I'm, I remember when I first shot a gun in the beta for Battlefield twenty forty two, and I was like, yikes, that's <laughs> really bad. It, it was no, nowhere near like that kind of bad, but not sort of impressive kind of levels. But um, not uh, to me the, in- the most interesting thing is the ship building, uh, ship building here. So uh, I'm curious to see what that's all about. Um, and hopefully the story is good and all, all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, anything else on Starfield? Anything else? On uh, no. I mean, the like I said, the presentation covered enough uh, to keep everybody interested, which is what it needed to do. It showed uh, at least a peek behind the window of how big the game is going to be, and it's mm. it's probably going to be a pretty damn big game. Um, and outside of that, we'll just have to wait till it's officially done and we get our hands on it. Yep, it ain't going to be this year. So, nope. There we go. Uh, next, I've gotten uh, Redfall written down. This was actually the first thing that was shown off. This is kind of a um, vampire-ish shooting game. And I looked at this and I thought, do I like what I'm seeing? And I thought, this looks at least interesting. I'm at least kind of like the human curiosity part of me is kind of coming out. But th- th- this was neither a sort of like, oh my god, I need to play this right now. Or a sort of like, no, I can completely avoid this. This was sort of a like, okay, I'm curious to see a bit more. Um, but, I don't know, it, it it looked at least somewhat interesting to me. That's, uh, again, next year, I think, they, they said. Uh, do you remember that one? That was the one that was shown at the very start. Um, person goes into the uh, attic or whatever it is, and there's, like, vampires and that kind of stuff. Did that uh, do anything for you? Uh, I mean, I'm curious about it, but not really just because it's uh, left for dead, but not left for dead. Right, yeah, it did. It did have a bit of that going for it, but then I, I didn't really click with um, Back for Blood, which apparently not a lot of people did either. So maybe this could be a bit of a bit of a supplement to that. Um, I, I'm not like, if you would ask anyone in the world, I'm probably the person that's the least interested in vampire stuff, like at all. Like, give me zombies all day long, but like something about vampires just doesn't do anything for me really. And that I know that the vampires in here, that was the one kind of drawback slightly. Because um, I was kind of looking at this game and thinking, okay, if you take this exact game but you replace the vampires with the zombies, what does that look like? Um, but again, that's just a personal taste kind of thing. So uh, that it, it looks at least interesting. We'll see, you know, what that looks like later down the line. Um, I didn't remember the name of this game, but the new Minecraft thing, um, bit of like an open world-ish um, third-person kind of action game. It looked at least kind of fun. Um, did you take anything from that? Uh, no, I mean, it, it looked kind of fun, but, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, because the thing for me about, like, sure, I, I'm sure Minecraft's a great game, and if, you know, you like all the building stuff and the cartoonish kind of building and the blocks and all that, I'm sure that you really like it, but um, if you try and add, like, a bit of a story and some characters and stuff, um, and, like, a different style, different type of gameplay, um, I might take interest in that. I think I played all of the... Uh, it was that Minecraft Telltale game, wasn't there? Which was like, hey, we're going to take the Minecraft world, stick it in a Telltale thing, and give you story and characters. Um, that was kind of interesting. So, there we go. Uh, then I wrote down a Flintlock. Um, it, it, it gave me some... Uh, I mean, maybe this is me kind of trying to look for a new Assassin's Creed, because Assassin's Creed, as far as I'm concerned, is dead. Um, it had a bit of like a, hey, if you stylize Assassin's Creed a bit and you take 
similar themes, um, not the same type of like gameplay, but again, that looked like a third-person third action game that was kind of fun. There's a few little spells and stuff that were being used, some sword action gameplay. Um, that looked it. That looked at least kind of fun. Um, so, uh, any interest in uh, Flintlock? Do you remember that one? Yeah, I remember the game. I vaguely-ish remember seeing it like a year or so ago. Um, Have they showed this before? Because I don't remember seeing I, this before. Yeah, they, they were kind of doing that. So uh, maybe, I mean, it kind of depends on when it comes out, what games come out near it, and if I'm in the middle of playing anything at the moment. Right, right. So that looked pretty good. Um, they also came out with a really, really, well... Quite a big thing, but they didn't sort of say anything about it. Uh, Kojima's working with Microsoft, basically. Uh, I love Kojima, you know, weird and wonderful guy in the best way possible. When we say weird and wonderful, we do mean that in the best way possible. Um, he's got a very uh, peculiar kind of personality, which again, we love. We love Kojima. Um, some people think he's like genuinely weird and all that kind of stuff, but whatever. Uh, didn't say anything about what it was working on, just said it's a brand new thing. Now, something I'd forgot to put in the show notes. I think either last week or maybe the week before. Um, uh, Norman Reedus, so obviously Daryl from Walking Dead, and he's been in some other stuff. Was obviously I think Sam was his name from from Death Stranding. He kind of came out on uh, Twitter. I think it was Twitter. Or Insta- I think it was Instagram um, recently, and he was like, "Hey, Death Stranding Two is basically happening." I don't remember the exact wording of what he said. Uh, this isn't that. Um, Kojima did say in this presentation that this is something like completely brand new. Um, and there's been some rumours, wasn't there, going around for a while about, like, oh, is he doing something with Xbox? Because n- nobody owns Kojima, uh, is it Kojima Productions or Kojima Studios? N- nobody owns, that's his thing. He can very well take, he could take a phone call from any, he can take a phone call from Nintendo if he wanted to, um, and make a, go make a Switch game. Um, so he's not tied down, obviously, with, like, PlayStation or, obviously, Konami or anything like that. N- nobody can sort of tell him what he has to work on which is good um but they didn't say anything about this uh again it's kojima so the, the funny thing is with the kojima game even if he'd shown us like a teaser trailer um because i remember back when we saw the death stranding trailer all those years ago you know it was the what was it sam on the beach the baby disappeared things floating in the air we, we still didn't know what it was but of course we sort of we saw a bit of it so um yeah, uh, I'll certainly, you know, I I do love Kojima's games and everything. Metal Gear Solid is an iconic game in this industry. Death Stranding was a really good game. Um, so yeah, curious to see what this is. Maybe something a bit different, but I'm sure it will still have his uh, personality tied to it. Uh, any thoughts on Kojima with uh, my, uh, Xbox here? Yeah, I mean, this is something that should have happened as soon as he broke off from all that. This is just yeah, like a giant... should have called him the next day. Or, yeah, yeah. I do have the uh, the transcript from his statement. It says, yes, there's a game I've always wanted to make. It's a completely new game, one that no one has ever experienced or seen. I've waited a very long for this day when I could finally start to create it. Uh, with Microsoft cutting-edge cloud technology and the change in the industry trends, it has now become possible to challenge myself to create this never-before-seen concept. It may take some time, but I'm looking forward to teaming up with Xbox Game Studios and hope to bring you some exciting news in the future. So, you know, vague is to be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really surprised on that. Um, if he's just starting it, I mean, I'm sure in his head he's done millions of hours of work, but actually coding it out 
as a gameplay. Obviously, we don't know how far along that process is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's not like we're going to be getting anything within the next year or two. It's just one of those things that we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, I think he's right I, as well. I don't think anybody really makes the same games that he does. Like, nobody, I think. Um, they're certainly not. Unless you're talking about... I was trying to think. Death Stranding. What other game in the industry is there that's like Death Stranding? Where, where you're... I mean, I suppose in terms of delivering things, Paperboy, but Paperboy is nothing like Death Stranding in terms of its, yeah. you know, crazy sci-fi stuff. Um... There's nothing really else out there like Death Stranding, and Death Stranding has got you know in its in its shooting sections it's got a bit of Metal Gear DNA, but again Metal Gear was from Kojima himself anyway. And if you look at Metal Gear, sure it's a third person action game, which I suppose Splinter Cell was the closest to that, but Splinter Cell Cell is still nothing like uh, Metal Gear. Um, and even if you look at okay, you got the PT stuff. There was Silent Hill before PT's not really like anything that we've we've seen before either. So um. Yeah, that's the interesting thing about like if somebody was to, I'm sure if somebody's written in before, or whatever says like, "Hey, what do you think Kojima's working on next?" It's like, well, how, how can we even guess what that's going to be? You know, yeah. it could be it, it could be literally anything. Um, because I remember when that Death Stranding trailer came out, and I was like, "What is this game?" And it turns out you were delivering boxes and stuff. Um, but you wouldn't have guessed that from the original trailer, so. There you go. Uh, but very much looking forward to seeing what he's got. He's one of my favourite, um, you know, game directors, developers out there. So, um, yeah, uh, I think we will seemingly then get Death Stranding 2 and this. I'm not sure which one we're supposed to be seeing first. but Because um, obviously we didn't see any information about this. It was just a confirmation. But it's still good to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that is itself. Uh, then I've got Plague Tale 2 written down. Um, I didn't finish the first game i would like to intend to go back and do that uh although i don't know because i said 2022 for plague tale i think it's requiem this this game Mm -hmm. is called um i liked the first game it didn't quite click with me um this game however what what i'm liking about the trailer and the gameplay that was shown for this it's doing kind of what i want sequels to do which is you take a look at what you've got for your first game and you think, okay, how can we keep the core of that but put in some new ideas? And it looks like there's some interesting kind of new ideas here. Unless some of the stuff in here was in the later part of the first game, which again, I played about half of the first game. Um, but there was like some... It looked a little bit more action-oriented. The first game is quite sort of stealth-oriented, especially with the guards and that. Um, there's, there's certain sections where you have to sneak through and everything. I uh, still got like the the mechanic with the with the rats and everything. You got to avoid those. Um, and there's a bit where like she um, pushes like a guard onto the rats and they sort of eat him alive. I thought that was that was kind of cool. Um, but no, there was some crossbow stuff in there that looked good. There was some stealth kills and stuff that looked good. Um, and yeah, I'm curious to know because I think his uh, little brother's Hugo. He's got like the the illness or whatever that is the you know it's the whole journey thing that's kind of going on. Um, I don't know what happened to him in the in the first game, so I'm curious about all that. Uh, did this do anything for you, Plague Tale? Uh, I mean, I remember when the first game came out. I never played it. It just didn't really hold that much of an interest to me. Uh, so I'm probably not going to be playing this one. It's cool looking though. I mean, it does. Yeah. You know, it does show a, a way to play games. Um, it's not really necessarily my style, but 
not not everything has to be. So, um, but it's cool if it was popular and well received enough that it got a sequel. That's you know, kudos to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, what I like about this is the first game was very sort of like you have to do this stealthily, and I was like, okay, I kind of wish I had a bit of a weapon or something here. And then the second game's like, no, you can just kind of like you've got a crossbow. You can stealth through this section and maybe push a guard into some rats, or you can just get your crossbow out and, you know, choose a little bit more, it seemed. Uh, so we'll see. Um, then there's a game, that, that mini people game called Grounded, which obviously when I think of that, I think of Toy Story, you know, little little uh, uh, Buzz and Woody walking around in Andy's room. Um, so that kind of, uh, you know, makes me think of that. Um yeah, so my one of my problems with things like again I mentioned this with Minecraft with like building games. I'm sure building games are great, you know. I know David's a big um, player of all these different building games and stuff, but I want a story. I want to be able to like okay, give me some building mechanics if you want to. I don't mind that, but I don't just want to like build an infinite like have an infinite kind of building sort of game. Um, I want like you know, not a deep narrative, but a story that I can finish with credits so that I can, like, okay, fit, you know, play the game and kind of finish it. So, um, they said they were adding some kind of story, so that looked kind of interesting. There was some dialogue stuff kind of going on. Um, and they also said it's out of the game preview. I completely forgot the game preview was a thing, actually. I can't remember the last time that was brought up, but they said it's fully out in uh, September, which is interesting. Um, I streamed a part of this at one point. It, it, was, it was good. It just sort of... Mm, wasn't wasn't quite you know where it needed to be I suppose but this is also it was unfinished because yeah, it was yeah, not a full game release, so um so curious to see where this goes uh, did you play this game at all what's your kind of interest level for uh, grounded with a little yeah people? I I bought this game when it first first launched and it was as as rough as you thought it was it was way worse when it was zero point one um this was actually before Microsoft acquired the studio mm-hmm. um because <clears throat> I was trying to support you know indie game. I, you know, I'm, I'm interested. It's a game that I'm going to have to download again and play in September when it officially comes out as official official. Um, yeah, I'm very curious to see where they're going with the story. Um, it's one of those games that if you like just the infinite builders, you can just do that. Um, I know they've done several expansions to make the, the uh, play area bigger because that was always the big limiting factor mm. in the game was how little space you actually had to roam around in. Um, so I know that's been expanded a couple of times, mm. and we'll just have to see where the game's at. Yeah, yeah, because I love films like, um, obviously, there's Toy Story, which I absolutely love, um, Light Years Out next week, very excited. Uh, you've also got things like, if you remember the, I think it's called Toy Soldiers, that was a fun film. Then you've got, um, is it Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Yeah, Honey, I Shrunk well. the Kids. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, like, films with small... I mean, I guess you got like Stuart Little, but it's just it's just Stuart Little, really, isn't it? I, I don't remember anything from those films anyway. Um, but that's like one character. Uh, but no, I I kind of like the the scale idea of having small characters navigating like still a to us normal sized world, but like you know, toy size kind of kind of characters. I think I think it's kind of a cool idea. So doing that yeah. in a game, I think, is pretty cool. But yeah, add a story in there, give me something to like do i suppose um and we'll see where that goes uh out of the stuff that w- was there that i was interested in that was all of that but i thought i'd add in like i said i've got three things written down i thought there was maybe four but there was three things i got written down that weren't shown that i was 
disappointed in. Um, no Gears of War. Um, what I would have been happy with is just a simple like, hey, I think it's Coalition. Coalition's back. And then just a splash screen announcement, Gears, Gears 6 or whatever. I think that's what they did for Gears of War 5. They said, hey, Coalition's been working on next chapter in the Gears franchise. You'll see it soon. Gears 5 slapped on the screen. You know it's there. And then they say next year or whatever, then you move on. That was all I kind of wanted for that. Um, they didn't have anything for that. I, I don't know what is happening at the moment with Gears. Um, I think they're do- are they doing that like mobile game or that tactics game or something yeah. i think they're doing something like that but i'm just looking forward to the next uh major gears of war game uh no hellblade 2 as well um i because we have seen gameplay for this there was a game uh gameplay showcase i think it was the game awards which was what like six months ago so if you've six months past that point and the gameplay did look pretty good it was a very like particular sort of section that but when they showed it at the game awards it looked pretty good um, but I hoped to maybe get a trailer or sort of like, hey, 2023 or 2022, uh, but we saw nothing, so that won't be out this year. And uh, what we both kind of have in common, uh, no State of Decay. Yeah. Yeah, no State of Decay There's 3. a trailer or something, so. Hmm? I said a trailer or something, so. Yeah, some kind of like, because, what was it, when they showed it before, it was a CG trailer? It was like, yeah, hey, it, was, State, it was only like a 60-second trailer. Yeah. So that's just to let you know the game's on the way, but no, nothing from nothing from that at all. Was you disappointed to not see State of Decay? I was bummed, but if they have nothing to show, then they have nothing to show. So mm. yeah, I just think some kind of like, hey, we're still doing what we're doing, and we'll kind of see you next year. Just a little something, I mean, because we haven't. When did we? Because we've only seen that CG trailer, haven't we? And that was a couple of years ago. Um, is that 2019? Yeah. I think. Yeah, that was like the pre-COVID um, press conferences and stuff that we got. So, yeah. Um, and apart from that, because if we're talking in general sort of terms, um, Xbox is really, really going for a lot of stylized stuff. Like no- 95% of what was shown here other than your Starfields and your, you know, Forzas and stuff like that. Because um, I saw some funny comment online earlier saying, like, hey, these Wii games look really good. And obviously that's a joke or whatever, but um, I, I'm interested. I, I wonder, just wonder about Xbox's direction with what they're doing. Because honestly, because the first half an hour of this showcase I was watching live so I couldn't skip anything there were so many games where they started showing them off and I was like no I'm not I, I, I just know I'm not going to play that I'll skip them and then skip that and um, there was quite a few of those um, but may- maybe it's just my gaming taste or maybe it's me kind of being critical but just just the general direction of I suppose Xbox Game Studios I'm not really sort of like getting to grips with it at the moment um how how did you feel about i guess the the general overall showcase yeah the overall showcase i did like um i think a lot of it with uh, all the purchases that microsoft has done lately uh they've mostly been just letting the studios do their own thing um and take care of microsoft's been kind of taking care of the business side of it and let the studios focus more on the making of the game part of it so that's why we're seeing a lot of disparate things uh, because it's not like a unified culture of 
Microsoft being heavy-handed and saying, everybody do it this way. Uh, they're just kind of letting them groove in their own groove and play in their own lane and going from there. So, And, you know, eventually we will start getting games for it because a lot of those that they showed were listed as either console exclusives or um, Microsoft exclusives. So um, obviously the same thing. Um, but some games aren't going to come to PC uh, necessarily. So we'll just have to see what comes out of it. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of those games are going to end up on PlayStation as well. I mean, like Plague Tale um, will be, uh, Redfall may, might be, um, the Minecraft thing probably will be on PlayStation. Uh, there's a few others as well. Um, but, because obviously in this they're not going to say, like, hey, this game's also available on PlayStation. Like, they're not going to say that obviously here, but um, I, I, I thought a good chunk of this was kind of piss poor of just sort of like, just making me wonder about the direction of this game studio, like Xbox Game Studios. Um, and that's not a knock against like Phil Spencer or any of the, any of the devs. Uh, again, it might be a part... Because so- somebody who really into stylized games might have watched this and think, oh my god, there's so much here for me. Um, but that's just not always my my kind of thing. But I, I was sort of looking at some of these games and thinking, how many of these look like Xbox Series X next-gen... 2022 or 2023 games and there wasn't very many games where I thought okay this like I, I there wasn't many games where I looked at and thought okay I need an Xbox Series X for for this kind of thing because like Playtale which I'm taking the interest in um I could probably play that on 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 my PS5 so which I've which I've already got uh <clears throat> but anyway that's the Xbox uh, game showcase um so we haven't heard anything from Nintendo and PlayStation haven't done like a big first party showcase. Obviously, we know about Last of Us remake, um, but we don't have updates yet for like God of War and that type of stuff. So um, I wonder if Sony was waiting for Microsoft to go first and they'll announce something for like next week or the week after. I know they just did a state of play, but that wasn't for you know your God of Wars and that type of stuff. So um, when do you think uh, PlayStation or Nintendo might go next? Uh, well, technically, it's still going on. The PC gaming showcase is actually going on right now while we're recording. Mm. Um, and I know there's more conferences and pressers for the rest of the week uh, for not E3 E3. Um, so we'll just have to see. I don't know that uh, there's anything scheduled, but then again, I don't know that they have anything to show. And Sony just did the state of play uh, last week, so they mm. may not have anything they want to show. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, anyways, move on from that and talk about um, the thing I'm most excited to talk about in this episode, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Uh, we've got some gameplay this week, obviously from Infinity Ward, which is from the Summer Games Fest. Uh, Summer Games Fest is our next section here. I've got a few things written down. Uh, again, no Last of Us stuff, because I already talked about that on a previous uh, on a different podcast. Um, I think this looks very impressive. Um, what's interesting about this gameplay that was shown here, there's a few Call of Duty accounts I follow on Twitter. Apparently this was alpha footage that was shown off. I don't know how accurate or true that is, but that was what I'd I'd heard. Um, but everything from sound design, the oomph of the guns I was mentioning with the whole Starfield thing, definitely there. And as I was watching, because I haven't actually had like loads of chances to watch this, because I still want to watch it a couple more times and really kind of take everything in um but no because i I was kind of looking at this and there was a couple of similar weapons from modern warfare 19 
um, which is kind of what everybody calls that game, uh, that were still in there, but they were a bit different. Um, there's also the mechanic of like the boat thing, and that was swaying around, and the, the containers were being moved and stuff. Um, but the sound design was great. There was, like I said, some great oomph. Just, just some. The, the guns had like uh, a bit more of a sort of presence, if if that makes sense. Um, but no, I I think it looked fantastic. Obviously, October twenty eighth, they've got. Uh, there's been a few people moaning about um, more people moaning about things all the time on the internet, but um. There's basically two versions of this game that you can get. One is the cross-gen version, and one is the Vault Edition. Uh, again, this is Activision doing this, and not Infinity Ward. Uh, the cross-gen version of this game is £70. Because I, I went on the PlayStation Store after they announced the um, pre-order thing. Uh, which was actually last week, because that was when they showed the first trailer. And uh, the game went on the on a pre-order thing. Uh, yeah, I was kind of looking on there and thinking, okay, where where is like just the PS5 version? Because there's certain games if you, if you look on like the PlayStation Store and that, of like the cross-gen versions and the only like PS5 versions or whatever, they're not doing that. Um, and I don't need a PS4 version of this game. Um, the Vault Edition, I don't know what's actually in that. I think it's just some bonus stuff and that. That's a hundred pounds, which is a lot. But again, don't forget this is Activision pre-Microsoft full takeover so they're still going to be doing that kind of stuff uh, which is just uh, it, it is annoying um, I haven't pre-ordered it yet I don't need to pre-order it like right now it's not as if it's going to come out tomorrow um, I will probably pre-order it before the uh, beta comes out because obviously I'm going to I'm going to want to be there day one aren't I to, to see how, mm -hmm. how everything is going uh, next thing I'm looking forward to seeing though is okay what does this all look like in multiplayer um there was some information that came out, um, I think it was in between the trailer that we got and this gameplay thing. Basically, most because there was a lot of, like, you know, like, YouTuber influencer people and that kind of stuff that get get invited to events. And they said that they'd gone there and they'd played, like, an early version of this game, again, like, in an, in an alpha kind of stage. And basically, you remember on episode 300 where I went through and said, like, hey, you can dive into water, you can use a, a, a grapple, not a grapple, you can, like... Um, do abseiling on walls, and you can do this like ledge grabbing stuff. Apparently, all of that is in the game, which is really, really interesting and kind of kind of exciting. Um, and this one YouTuber that I was watching, he was kind of using footage of other games to showcase, like, okay, like watch this thing from this other game and imagine it being in Call of Duty. So one thing that they did, you know, in Rainbow Six Siege, where you can like abseil down the side of a building. He was kind of saying, like, okay, you can basically do this in Modern Warfare 2. So it's quite, like, because he obviously couldn't get the footage and stuff. He probably wasn't allowed to. Um, but I thought that was really, really cool. Because um, you can still do things like mounting your weapon on ledges and stuff. Um, I'm curious to see with, like, map design. Because uh, he said, because I, I couldn't quite work out exactly what the mechanic was was supposed to sort of mean but there's this other kind of like if you're trying to aim above a ledge and sort of lean on it instead of climbing up the whole ledge and having your whole you know body exposed above the ledge you know if somebody's aiming near that ledge they can clearly shoot you you can kind of lean on it slightly i'm kind of wondering how how that's specifically different to mounting on a ledge or on, a, or on like a door frame or something 
um, and that probably being being quite improved. Um, one interesting mechanic that they mentioned is being able to swim, uh, which again I hope that they implement all this into multiplayer modes and that they have certain maps that are designed around this kind of stuff. Um, basically, yeah, you can um, dive into water and you can what else makes sense is you can also only use your pistol obviously I wouldn't expect to be shooting like an assault rifle under the water uh, the bullets are slower and have um, less power but obviously off under the water so that makes sense that's going to be really really cool but just taking a look at all the ideas that this game's got and then kind of seeing our first glimpse of gameplay here and trying to sort of imagine how things are kind of look um, this is shaping up to be something pretty special I think um, again, we'll see like when the multiplayer gameplay comes out, kind of how everything looks. Uh, so it's really, really good, I think, so far. Um, but I'm glad we got our first glimpse of the gameplay. Um, I do need to go and watch it a couple of more times just to kind of really take everything in. But um, hopefully we'll get a date for the beta soon. Uh, I think it's supposed to be July or August, so we'll see that soon. Um, anything to mention? Anything you want to talk about there, particularly? Uh, no, I've said before I'm not really a shooter guy, so... Not really my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I think it looks great. I think Infinity Ward, yet again, is continuing to be the best in the business in terms of first-person shooters. Um, I don't know that you've got different genres of stuff, right? You've got like your Destiny, you've got your Halo, you've got your Titanfall stuff that's all futuristic. Of course, that's different genre, different types of guns. They shoot different ammo. You know, obviously those are a bit different. Um, it, it's funny because I, I was kind of watching this. I think I managed to watch it twice. And the second time I was watching this, and I was thinking a bit about Battlefield, and I was sort of like, "Modern this Modern Warfare 2 game doesn't need to kind of shit on Battlefield 2042 because that game did it to itself." Um, so I found that kind of funny in in, in a way. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, it's Modern Warfare 2. Uh, I'll probably bring some more impressions and stuff um, once we get to see some more gameplay. But it was only like seven minutes. So it was on this like crater kind of thing, which is kind of cool. And we'll see more at some point soon. Uh, moving on to the rest of the um, uh, game showcase thing for the Jeff Keighley thing. They showed some gameplay because we had a trailer, I think it was last week on something else, um, for the Callisto Protocol. Uh, yeah, they showed some gameplays, an actual, like, demo. Um, I'm really liking the look of this game. Uh, very Dead Space-esque, of course. I think it's from previous previous people that have worked on Dead Space, like the writers or somebody like that, um, who worked on this. Interesting part to me. So the character was obviously, like, navigating the level and started started shooting some stuff and did a, did a bit of melee combat. Even if the developers don't mention this... I have a good feeling this took some in, some influence from Last of Us 2. There's some animations that are quite similar. I think some of the, again, different genre. This is like futuristic stuff, obviously. Last of Us is like modern day grounded and whatnot. Um, but there's certain ways, in, in, in the best way possible, there's certain ways that the character was like shooting the gun and like the limb damage that you can do. Like you can shoot off legs and stuff like that, which you can do, you can do in The Last of Us. Um, I think this looks great. And that... That death that they they scripted for the player to get, I thought was uh, pretty interesting as well. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in this. I'm I'm, I'm going to play this. I think. Um, what did you think of the? And it's December second. I think they said so. It's pretty soon. What did you think of the uh, Callisto Protocol? I'm not sure that I'm going to play it. it. It looks interesting, 
but not really enough for me to want to do that. Mm-hmm. Not really kind of your like um, wheelhouse kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But uh, no, looks good. Um, I think this should avoid coming out too close to Dead Space, like because you've got the remake on the way. I think. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that will be that will be all good. I think they'll probably offer something a little bit different. But um, I think it looks great. I think it looks kind of scary and stuff. There's going to be some jump scare stuff, jump scare stuff. But um, it looks pretty good to me. So there's that. Uh, moving on to some fun, light-hearted games. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it's called Shredder's Revenge. This game, which comes out, they say June 16th, July 16th. It's something very. It's a release date that's really, really soon. I uh, didn't quite manage to write it down, but um. The person who was speaking said, like, hey, we've got one more thing to add to this game that we haven't quite shown you yet. Uh, they're adding Casey Jones, which is really cool. Uh, so you can obviously play as the four uh, Ninja Turtles. They've shown April. Is it April O'Neil? They've, they've shown yeah, her April before. Um, have they shown um, Splinter before? I think that they have, right? Yeah. As a, as a playable character. But obviously the other hero sort of character that you've got is Casey Jones. Uh, who's got all of his hockey gear and everything. Uh, again, every single time this game is shown, I think it looks great. I think it looks like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a really good time. And just, just yeah, it's get, June get... 16th, so it comes out oh, damn. Uh, Thursday. Damn, that's really... Yeah, I thought it was like June or July, something that they said. But yeah, very, very soon. Um, yeah, what do you make of this uh, game so far and adding Casey Jones? Uh, it's definitely, you know, old school. Mm. You know, side-scroller beat-em-up. Those are the games i grew up on so um depending on what the price is i haven't had a chance to look for the price or if it's going to be part of game pass um i'm like 70 30 probably gonna pick it up not gonna lie mm-hmm. cool cool um but every time they're showing this game i think it looks great uh giving more hero character options i think is a really good thing so yeah we'll see some more of that when um when it comes out uh next thing we've got is marvel's midnight suns of course what i've been saying continuously on this show is i want more games from disney owned things and Mm -hmm. from more warner brothers owned things Uh, we knew about this game before obviously midnight suns they've shown some gameplay before uh with doctor strange and whatnot but they are adding spider-man obviously for the hero side uh venom for the enemy side and then um hulk as well, which I think was for the enemy side also. Uh, somebody mentioned Wanda was in this trailer. I don't remember seeing Wanda in this trailer, and I'm sure I would have... I known. think she was in a, like a, a still release. Okay, um, okay. I don't remember her in the trailer trailer that we that we saw here. Um, there's an interesting little nod in here to... Uh, I think it was a nod to Spider-Man 3 in here, right? Because Spider-Man goes up to that bell, he rings it, and he's like, hey, that kind of worked before. There was that scene, obviously, in Spider-Man 3, the, the Sam Raimi one, um, where that sort of like caused all the, the sound thing towards Venom, which is one of his weaknesses. Um, what do you make of kind of the, the roster here that we've got? Uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure a lot of it's dictated by the shows that have been coming out recently, so um, we'll mm. just have to see what the full roster is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think Hulk might be to do with, like, She-Hulk, then? Probably, yeah. Mm. Right. And we had Spider-Man film, we've got, you know, the Venom stuff kind of going on. So, yeah, we shall see. And if Wanda is in this game and everything, um, that would be very, very cool as well. But I, I'm liking this kind of, like, this is different, because I'm not familiar with this comic booky kind of, like, Midnight Suns darker version of these characters. 
Um, mm. Obviously, I'm familiar with like Venom and stuff, but he turns into this sort of beast version. Um, but I'm not familiar with that at all. Um, so I'm curious to see kind of more of that. Have you like seen much of those versions of those characters before? Uh, no, but I've never really gotten that deep into the comic book lore. Okay, okay. Uh, and that is uh, all of my stuff I've got for this week. How about yourself? Uh, a couple things. Uh, not really want to talk about too much. I just saw the trailer for Arc 2 and seeing Vin Diesel on there. I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot. They recruited him to be in part of this game. Completely forgot. That was like three or four years ago that they made that announcement. And uh, completely forgot. And then it's just like, okay, he's there. So um, probably the, of the games that we've not that we that I saw that we've not talked about is the one called uh, um, Pentiment. It was the one that kind of had that Monty Python looking art style um, set in the 16th century Bavaria. Pentiment will take players on a narrative journey through the eyes of journeyman artist Andrea Mailer during a time of great social unrest. Um, it just it looks so different than anything else. Um, that it just caught my eye. So it was just so randomly weird. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, I might have to look at that. Yeah. Just on the arc thing you mentioned, um, not really as a person, but as an actor, I'm not the biggest fan of Vin Diesel. I've heard some, like, as him as a person, I've heard some dodgy things and stuff. But uh, in terms of him as an actor, I, I've not really been, like, a fan of him. Um, arc... Because what was the f- Ark Survival Evolved, the first one, is yeah. one of my more disappointing gaming experiences. Um, I remember watching the trailer for the first one. This was ages ago at any three. Obviously, that's an old old game. Yeah. Um, and they showed off like a say more a more full version of the game where like everybody was kitted out with stuff and there's this full on kind of war. And I was like, this looks really good. And then it was this like grindy grind, and I mean really grindy awful survival game which had like glitches and bugs galore and it just it was it was a train wreck um so i have like no reason to trust that this game will be great and again i don't like vin diesel so um i'm i i, I saw that like the start of the trailer and for some you know when you see a start of a trailer right and they're doing a bit of scene setting and you're trying to guess which game it is which is part of the i, I like doing that with trailers I was like, is this, like, Fable or something? By the way, Fable wasn't there, was it? Um, they were like, oh, I was like, oh, is this Fable-ish? And then they started bringing out dinosaurs. I was like, oh, no, this isn't Fable. What is... I was like, something Jurassic something, maybe? And then Vin Diesel popped out, and I was like, oh, yeah, this game. <laughs> so, yeah. See, Argo yeah. always reminds me, there's a very famous parody movie whose name I'm blanking on right now, but there's a time travel scene, and the one actor says, what era are we in? And they cut to the lady who looks like a cyberpunk Viking with a giant laser pistol. And she says, the Viking era. And then the first guy says, that explains the dinosaurs. Um, mm-hmm. God, I have to look that movie up now that I'm thinking about that. So uh, um, just so I can get the reference point. Right. Um, I'm not sure which one you're talking about. So, um, But no, in terms of Arc 2, I have obviously no interest in in that particularly. So, yeah. <laughs> I just, it just made me laugh when he popped up. Yeah, very, yeah. very weird. Um, I have to look for it. All right. It's a real, uh, yeah, this is it. 
uh, it's, the movie's called Kung Fury. It's very stupid. It's very, very, very stupid, but it's so stupid that it's funny. Also, like dumb fun kind of yeah. stuff. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Like, just watch the trailer for it um, on YouTube, and you'll you'll get the the humor of the stupid fun that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right. What else do we got to talk about? Uh, really? I mean, that's it. We t- we covered all the ones that I wanted to talk about. Um, the the last one that I talked about was really the only one. Um, some of them didn't really get like a whole mention. They just got like a five second blurb in that splash screen mm. that they held up with like coming twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. Um, so we'll just have to see what comes out when. Um. But like like I said, Starfield was the big one, and they've already started doing some uh, um, post press announcements. Like uh, Starfield will have over one thousand planets to explore. Um, they just put that out there, so um, it'll be cool. So hmm, yeah, it's a bit of variety needed there. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, we shall see. Any zombie? Any any zombies on any planets? Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. So, yeah. Um, is there anything else? So I wrote down the stuff that wasn't there that I was looking forward to seeing. Was there anything else in that category for for you? Obviously, we still uh, talked about State of Decay already. Yeah, not really, because I can't think of anything coming out that wasn't in the showcase that I is still on my radar. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like I said, Fable wasn't necessarily on my radar, but that wasn't there either. So that was a. Uh, yeah, but it could be early days for that. Yeah, um, I think like Fable, like we didn't see uh, the next uh, Elder Scrolls game either, because that's probably so far down yeah. the road that it didn't matter. Mm. You got you got to let Bethesda take their time now. You know, not, yeah. can't have them working on too much at once. It's too much for them. <laughs> uh, the one other one I should probably talk about as well. I didn't write this down. There was no Wampa League there. Now, I'm very tied in with like, the Crash community on Twitter and, and, and that kind of stuff. There's a few people that I, that I like and I, I follow them and talk to them about, about Crash and everything. Nobody seems to know what's... Because nobody seems to really know fully what's going on with this game. There's a, there's a lot of talk about like, oh yeah, this game's still in development, but it's not actually been officially announced. There's a lot of sort of like, you know, because we read out that thing from uh, VGC last week about like that... Um, developer on the podcast said like hey yeah they're working on something else for crash but there isn't any sort of like immediate uh, of course unless activision just decides hey we're gonna stick a youtube video out there here's crash one league of course they could do that at any point but um summer games fest thing is over uh or the, at least the main showcase thing is over um like you said there might be some other stuff kind of going on but um that wasn't here either with the xbox thing there's no immediate playstation um like showcase event happening so i don't know i do hope this game's real um with, with, with wampa league and stuff um because i think in terms of like bringing crash back obviously you did the re- remastered trilogy people love that crash Bandicoot 4 that was obviously the long-awaited sequel you did uh justice right with crash team racing you got a modern day version of that out but there's no crash party game that's like the modern version of it out there and crash bash is not very good at all so that's like that's like the one thought, one more thing we're all kind of waiting for. Um, I do feel kind of more sorry for Spyro fans though because I, I know they did get their remastered trilogy in what twenty eighteen, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't had a Spyro four or anything. And as, and as much as I don't really click with the character of Spyro, I do want those people to like, you know, sh- share the Crash and Spyro stuff around. You know, make sure that they've got like equal games and that. And I know Spyro was in Crash Team Racing, and you can play as him, and that, that stuff's pretty cool. But um, I hope that there is, I hope that there is a Crash Bandicoot game and a Spyro game in development. It just depends on when we see them. Um, so. We shall see. Because last time we saw anything from either of those two characters was 2020, uh, which was Crash Bandicoot 4. And that wasn't even a Spyro game. That was a Crash game. So I don't know. I, I don't know what's what's going on with with that. Um, it's interesting because there's been a bit of a, a, a trend kind of thing going on where um, when uh, the Insane Trilogy was announced influencers and whatnot were getting packages related to Crash and saying like hey something's coming around the corner or like Crash Bandicoot's coming up uh, whatever and then when in 2018 when the Spyro games got remastered all the same influencers and, and people were sent an egg obviously a dragon egg for you know Spyro's coming or you know whatever and then um same thing happened with Crash Bandicoot 4 and I think the same thing happened with Crash Team Racing last year um, when we were getting the, the, the same Jeff Keighley games, uh, games fest thing, uh, there was a, uh, some Wampa League or Crash related stuff that was sent out to influencers and YouTubers and stuff, but nothing else happened after that. Um, so there's the same trend has happened again, but that was all the way last year. Um, cause some people were sent a, uh, because uh, what Wampa, so for those that don't know, it's Wampa League. So Wampa is the fruit that Crash Bandicoot picks up that can give him more lives, and you can shoot Wampa fruit out of your bazooka. Because you know why not? Um, so that's why it's called Wampa League because it's based on like the that's the name of the fruit in the in the game. It's not an apple; it's a Wampa fruit, and obviously Wampa League. So it would be a, a league thing, a competitive um, party game. Um, and people were sent a like. Uh, Wampa looking pinata type thing and like you smashed it open and there was like stuff in there and there was the note that said like you know crashes on the way or whatever but nothing's happened since then so my my guess would be that I, I think this game is real I think it is in development Um, but something something is holding back the e- even just the basic kind of like hey crash Wampa League trailer it's real it's coming this year or whatever um, any guesses as to what might be going on? Because the trend has not been kind of like completely followed in this case. No idea. No idea. Um, but I don't know, so we shall see. Anyway, that's what we've got for you for the news and stuff this week. Let's get into the emails and feedback and whatnot. Uh, you can write in, of course, to matthewdentertainmenttalk.org, uh, Twitter, eTalkUK, there's contact page information in your show notes. There's also the email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name. Sorry, clickable, yeah, email name. In your show notes, Harrison returns and writes, Hey Matt, uh, I saw a lot of confusion about Modern Warfare 2. Can you explain what the game is and the development situation? Uh, I'll try and explain it as quickly as I can. So, uh, 2007, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. So not Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4, it was Call of Duty 4, which was the first Modern Warfare game. Two years later, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, both from Infinity Ward. Two years after that, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Uh, you fast forward to 2019, um, and you get the revival, not remaster, not remake, not reboot, revival of 
the Call of Duty Modern Warfare series, but instead of going to Modern Warfare 4, it was called Modern Warfare. That's the game I've been playing for the last two and a bit years. It's called Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and it's a 2019 game. Most people now just call it Modern Warfare 19, not because it's the 19th game, but because it came out in 2019. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is the one I just spoke about a minute ago, and is the one that's coming out this year, that is the sequel to that game. Um, all five of those games, so Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, Modern Warfare 19, and Modern Warfare 2, are all developed by Infinity Ward, of course, with support studios around them. Uh, so that's the basics for that, because I, I did see a lot of people like, oh, this doesn't look like Modern Warfare 2, the, the campaign, this doesn't look like the remaster, it's because it isn't, it's a sequel to a different game. It's technically, it, it is a technically canon sequel to Modern Warfare 2. But it's not a remake or a remaster or anything like that. Um, they did do a... Um, I can't remember if they did it for Modern Warfare 3. They went back and remastered the campaigns for those games. But those weren't multiplayer remakes. Those were just like, hey, you can play COD Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 on your PS4. That was basically what that was for. Uh, just to remaster those campaigns so people could get caught up, I suppose, with the story and whatnot. Um, so that's basically what that is. So if you if you see anybody talking about like, oh, this doesn't look like Modern Warfare Two from two thousand and nine, it's because it's not the same game. It's a different game. Um, with the developer situation, um, even I can't keep up or remember all of the changes because there've been so many. But basically, um, Vicarious Visions, who did some of the Crash games, uh, Beanox, who was support, who are a support studio for COD, they did support work on. Modern Warfare game, but those are the what Beanox is also the studio that did the Crash Team Racing Nitro Field game. Beanox, I think, got moved to COD support. Vicarious Visions, I think, got moved to Blizzard games. Or oh, that was for Toys for Bob. That was either Vicarious Visions or Toys for Bob. Uh, Toys for Bob did the remaster of the Sparrow games, and they did Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, what fans want to happen is if you get Toys for Bob, Vicarious Visions, and Beanox, and have those three studios working on Crash and Spyro games. Um, I don't know which one would be best suited for what, because they're all kind of good at doing all that stuff. Because um, I saw a lot of comments this week about like, oh, this Modern Warfare 2 game's got nine developers on it, why is it not a lot better? This game's not got nine developers on it. This game's got Infinity Ward as the main one, which again I have said is the best in the business for first person shooters. Uh, at least for modern, grounded first-person shooters. Um, there are support studios around them. Um, one of them might be Beanox, because they did the support work for Modern Warfare 19. Um, but uh, no, those those support studios that you've heard about that have been moved, that is for specific work on Warzone, which they were tasked with giving you Godzilla and King Kong for reasons I still don't understand. That's the best way I can basically describe that. Again, I don't know all of the ins and outs because I don't work at any of these studios. <laughs> um, but does all that make sense to you, Robert? Uh, none of it makes sense. I none mean, it? it makes sense in the in the literal sense, but since I don't follow the game, you know, yeah. none of it means anything. So, yeah, basically, it's Activision's fault for moving mo- moving a team from like Crash Bandicoot to Blizzard games because that makes sense, doesn't it? Or like, um. Because that's the thing, I was asking people like, okay, you move Toys for Bob and Vicarious Visions, who is supposed to be making this Wumpa League game? But apparently that's like a split off of like, the Toys for Bob team are doing both of those things. So it's like, 
again, if you just announce that game and explain what's going on with it, you could clear some stuff up because there's there's a lot of confused people out there. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's my answer to that question. But no, it's not a remaster or re- remake. It's a sequel to Modern Warfare 19, which I'm very much looking forward to. Because um, literally the story is like, hey, we, we told you this thing was happening at the end of Modern Warfare 19. Here is the continuation of that story. There you go. Uh, ben says... Um, uh, the TMNT game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game looks like so much fun. We both kind of agreed on that. Which of the films have you seen? Uh, Robert, I'll let you go first. There's a dozen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films. Which one of those uh, have you actually seen? Um, the 90s live action ones I've seen. Uh, the animated Ninja Turtles with Batman I've seen. I haven't seen any of the modern ones because I hate Michael Bay and I hate everything he makes. Yeah. Um... <laughs> And that's about it. I don't know. I'm sure there's more, but I haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the same page. Uh, I saw the first of those, the the one, the, the 90s ones that you're talking about. I did one of them for a classic reviews episode. Is there how many sequels to that? Is there? Is there two? I don't know. Okay, there's there's at least one sequel, isn't there? I think to yeah. to that. I can't remember if there's two or three films. Uh, but I've seen the first one of those. I have the intention to watch the others. Uh, that. In terms of, like, Ninja Turtles content, that 90s film is probably the best of anything we've had. Um, for a couple of seasons, I watched the Nickelodeon cartoon. It was really good. It was I, I had, like, a good, you know, good fun time with it. And then it kind of went, like, weird and off the rails. And I was like, okay, this hasn't got... It, it lost its magic, basically. I, I don't know what it's doing now or if it's still on the air. or I, I have no idea, but... I watched that for a bit of time just because I wanted a series for Ninja Turtles and I'd, I'd heard good things. Again, first couple of seasons were great and then it just, you know, went off the rails. Uh, and I'm same boat with you. I do not like Michael Bay as a person or a director. Again, I've heard some very dodgy things about him. Um, and they also tried to turn the Ninja Turtles into Hulk characters because they're massive for some reason, aren't they? In uh, in those films. Um, yeah, I think I might have watched... Cause I, I think I said to myself, like, okay, Megan Fox is in this, kind of like her and everything. Um, I think I watched it for like five, ten minutes, and I was like, nah, this is just, nah, just, just no. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this game is really good. And lastly, Beth writes in and says, uh, it wasn't mentioned on the last show, but the Callisto Protocol looks cool, and I know Matt likes zombies. Um, yeah, again, you've got your different types of, types of zombies. You've got your runners, bloaters, clickers, uh walkers obviously from walking dead you've got your more monster type of zombies um again these look like your general sort of infected zombies they don't really look like walkers or runners sort of like a bit of an in-between um uh, and then you have like because there there was some like more monster type things in those callisto protocol footage that we saw um that got like long arms and all this kind of you know dead space-esque sort of stuff um but no i think it looks cool as i said i'm looking forward to playing it it's something in my wheelhouse um and in terms of going back to like Dead Space itself, I'll just wait for that remake to come out. I think that's the best uh, option at the moment. Um, how about you with like zombie stuff, Callisto Protocol? Where are you kind of sitting with uh, where, where are you kind of sitting with zombie content? I suppose. Uh, it kind of depends on the uh, the format. One of the reasons why I'm a big fan of State of Decay is that the so- the zombies are there. But it's not, you know, endless, overwhelming obstacles. The challenge is more base building, resource management, people management. Um, and the zombies just happen to be there. 
Um, so those are the games that I tend to play more. Things like Left 4 Dead, things like that, where it's just endless wave after wave after wave after wave after wave. Those are not really my fun games. So, mm, yeah, hmm, fair enough. Everybody's got their own thing they want from uh, from zombies. Uh, just seen a tweet here uh, from Ryan McCaffrey that's popped up. I just thought I'd quickly mention this. Um, no shows at the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Indiana Jones, Perfect Dark, State of Decay 3, Fable, Avowed, I forgot what Avowed actually was, Outer Worlds 2, Gears 6, like I mentioned, and Hellblade 2. And then he says, uh, Ryan, this is Ryan McCaffrey, who's at IGN still. Uh, one or two of those is likely to be Xbox's big full 2023 game or games since the conference covered the next 12 months, which... Yeah, that's correct. So to like next summer, I'd guess Hellblade and Avowed. Um, yeah, would you would you kind of make of that? Because there was some like Indiana Jones. I didn't expect to see Indiana Jones, or I'd kind of forgotten about like Perfect Dark and Avowed. Uh, Outer Worlds too. I'd kind of forgotten about as well. Um, what do you think of some of those games? Yeah, um, Perfect Dark's kind of an older game, so I'm not quite sure why that would come up. I didn't know if it was getting... Uh... I think they're redoing that or whatever, aren't they? Yeah. I think it's like a revival type thing. Yeah, that's like an old... That's like OG Xbox level yeah. game. So that's yeah. kind of weird. Mm. Um, Avowed. Don't really care about that game. I can't remember what that actually is. Yeah, so... me neither. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw some people like predicting, do you think we'll see it? Like This is before the showcase, but I couldn't for life of me remember what that game actually is. Um, so yeah, there was the, the few that we mentioned in here that weren't there, so, again, they're probably just being worked on, so we'll see them in the future. Um, yeah, that's it, that's what we got for you for this week's Gaming Talk episode. Uh, thank you very much for watching, we'll see what, uh, news and stuff we got for next week. Uh, next week, um, we, uh, there's a few things I was gonna, like, jot down, some things that just kinda happened, but nothing on the, like, Xbox Bethesda level big uh so i'll drop some of those things down for next week and we'll talk about some of those uh one of which is the sonic gameplay that was shown but i'll give my thoughts on that uh next week um anyway thank you all very much for watching in the meantime you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org uh tv games films may United podcast so take a look out for all of that uh you can find those podcasts like we said on entertainmenttalk.org and on your favorite podcast platforms if you want to support entertainment and talk in other ways, uh, apart from listening to the episode, you can of course tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it, either by telling them or using social media. You can also follow us on, uh, sorry, you can also support us on Patreon, the $1 or $3 level tiers for the ad-free podcast and review options, so take a look at that as well, if you'd like to. Uh, so that's entertainment talk stuff for your TV and your film news. Of course, there's a whole bunch of that going on at the moment. Loads of air dates, renewals, cancellations, casting news. Uh, Paramount Plus is coming out for us here soon as well. So there's all that sort of stuff going on. Uh, Geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Geektown Radio episodes come out on Tuesdays. Uh, David, of course, runs that over there. So you can check that out over there. If you want some fun uh, Twitch content and stuff, Bex is doing all sorts of things these days over on Twitch. You can find her by looking for Trista. B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow. Um, over there. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitch as well at eTalkUK uh, for my different gaming streams and if you miss any of those they're currently up to date and archived as well as the game clips, the FIFA career mode episodes and the Switch streams all archived and available over on our YouTube channel which is called Entertainment Talk Play so go and check out everything that we've got going on over there. Thanks very much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>